In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer, welcome to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. Today is your lucky day. Why? Because you've tuned in to this week's episode, and this is one of my favorites. One of my favorites because if you've listened for any time now, you understand that I'm a believer in everybody needs a coach and mentoring and that um, nobody gets to the top of the success mountain alone. And um, my special guest has been a mentor at a distance of mine since getting in the mortgage industry back in 2003 and has probably had a bigger impact and influence um, on probably not only my life when it comes to mortgage and professionally and personally, but also for many, many other loan officers in the mortgage industry. If you talk about somebody who influences somebody who, when you meet them, you can tell they're coming from the heart. They're, they're, they're leaving you in a better place than when they found you. They're authentic. Their intent is real and pure. And their only desire is to seek to do well. And that's the type of feeling I get whenever I have the opportunity to watch or engage or talk with our esteemed guest today, Bill Hart. Bill Hart, you may know as executive coach extraordinaire at Billing Champions International, one of the premier coaching organizations for the mortgage and real estate industry. But in addition to that, Bill's also a speaker. And if you're listening to this and you're a um, business company executive, you're a leader within your organization, and you're looking to have an incredible life-changing event for your company, your employees, perhaps even your referral partners, consider investigating having Bill come and speak for you at an upcoming event. You won't be disappointed. You will be thrilled. And so, um, Bill, you know, uh, you've got to check him out on Facebook because Bill um, talks about this on our on our interview here today about stepping out of, outside of your comfort zone. And this concept of, of rising above the noise and differentiating ourselves in a contrarian um, theory, which is doing things differently than other people are doing them. Video, of course, being one of those. So we talk about that, how to get off your duff and get doing video, get over your excuses, right? What he's learned in 14 plus years of coaching that he's discovered from coaching top producers. Is there a certain 
MO or certain personality trait that makes one loan officer more successful than the other. And we just, you know, dive deep and go quick on this. So I encourage you to do some focused listening on this podcast because it's a, it's a free coaching session is what it is for you. So if you're looking for the slight edge, you want to go to that next level and you've always been curious about, you know, what is it like to get inside of the head of somebody who's coached some wildly successful people in and outside of the mortgage industry? Well, this is your opportunity right now with Bill Hart. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have. And if you like it, let us know. Leave a review on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Email me, info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Without further ado, let's get into our special guest on this show, Mr. Bill Hart. Bill Hart, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Thanks so much, man. Glad to be here today. It is a privilege and an honor, um, I have to say, and hopefully, I, I guess this is dating both you and I. Um, I think I first came across you back in 2003 when I first became a loan originator. And uh, so uh, I'm just feeling, I'm in like that bowing namaste mode right here, you know, <laughs> greatly appreciative of your time sharing with us today. Oh, buddy, it's my my honor to be with you for sure. Uh, so let's jump right into it. So um, obviously, I'm a, uh, a fan of yours and your content. I love the videos you share on Facebook. And you just shared one um, yesterday where you talked about this concept of the contrarian theory. And so I want to kind of set the base, uh, the foundation of our conversation up with that, because I think it's very relevant. And it's one of the things that I am trying to do as well through this podcast um, is provide right ideas, resources that are going to help the loan officer go from average to excellent and rise above the noise. Um, yeah. And so there's lots of ways to do that. But if you do you want to take a moment and kind of unpack this concept of contrarian theory, and then let's dovetail that into loan officer. Yeah, you know, I I think it first hit me as I mentioned in the in the video in the I wish I knew I should just have looked it up, but it was probably '86 when we had the Olympics in LA, something like that. And Peter Ubroth was the chairman of the Olympic Committee, and his his whole career had been built on this contrarian theory, and it was basically you know look where people are going and then go the other way. Um, today, a contemporary version of that would very much be Tim Ferriss, right? If anybody's a, a fan of Tim yes. Ferriss, the Four Hour Work Week, and and his current work, uh, you know, Tools of Titans. Um, Tim is very much a contrarian. He finds other ways to get things done. And so, yeah, Jeff, for me, I part of it is just having been coaching mortgage professionals, high performance mortgage professionals, for fourteen years. Um, I see the noise, right? The 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 noise right now. If we're going to be relevant and timely in terms of this market, as we're looking at a spring market in 2017, is sales managers, areas, regionals across the country are telling LOs, hey, get on the phone, call realtors. Mm. Well, I disagree. I think that's a mistake. I, I think you get lost in the noise. Yeah. So I know I'm preaching to the choir with you, but that's the premise. I mean, we can we can talk tactically and well, yeah. Let's let's take that right there then. So so we've got loan officers listening to that, and I agree they are being told that. I talk to LOs, you do every day, and I'm still hearing that. And I have LOs actually say back to me, you know, I mean, do I really have to make cold calls? And to your point about you get lost in the noise, and I talk about it similarly in that, you know, the old if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, right? It's got to be a duck. Um, we're if we're a loan officer and we are, you know, swimming in that noise and doing cold calls, um, we're immediately positioning ourselves at a disadvantage because the first reaction from that realtor is, you're just like every other LO in town. Yeah. Okay. So how do we then be contrarian in today's market? I think there's a lot of ways to get there. The one that I 
gravitate to, and I, I hesitate on that word because I'm going to use it again, <laughs> is something that I call gravitational pull marketing. And mm-hmm. and by that, I just mean, it's what, it's what I do, Jeff. So you've, you've seen this with me, right? In 03, you would have seen me on stage at Sales Mastery in Palm Springs with a double-breasted suit with padded shoulders <laughs> and, a, and a mullet. That's a good right? look, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and really big glasses. Um, and so that was sort of my visibility. And, you know, shout out to Todd Duncan. Thank you for all of the visibility over the years, the opportunity to to use that that venue for that. But, you know, as time has gone on and I've kind of developed my own brand, Coach Bill Hart, and check it out, by the way, at coachbillhart.com. Yes. But as, as I've developed my own brand under the Building Champions brand, and so when I speak to loan originators, it's kind of the same thing, right? It's like I'm, a, I'm an LO, but I work for Acme Mortgage mm. or XYZ Bank, but I can still create my own brand, compliant though it must be, um, underneath that. And so today, rather than a, a stage for me, it's social media. And, and honestly, I have, <laughs> I have like a sitar with one string on it. I just, <laughs> I just play Facebook yeah. and I get that there's a game to be played on Instagram and I sort of dabble. I get that there's a game to be played on Snapchat. I don't, mm. I get that there's a game to be played on LinkedIn and I just, I just haven't. So I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm an expert at anything except I found that one thing really works for me. And so I, all I do in this gravitational pull sort of, you know, contrarian theory, Jeff, is what I've figured out for Bill, just this is just works for what works for me, mm. is I push out, I guess there's like three buckets that I, I probably post about. It's, it's either something that's motivational, inspirational, or helpful. Then I'll just do things that I find funny and I just sort of trust my instincts on that. Some people will, some people won't. I'm convinced it's it's the problem with the receiver, not the transmitter, if they don't think it's funny. Um, and I absolutely like vehemently avoid anything political um, or overly religious. I happen to view the world through a Christian lens, so I, I don't apologize about my beliefs, but I'm, I'm just not... Yeah. Talking about it a lot. So yeah, so that that's it for me, man. I just, and I coach my clients to do the same thing. If you're going to create gra- gravitational pull, then hello, make yourself interesting. Okay. Right? No, that's good. Uh, so do you often find then when you're trying to coach LOs, they struggle with that concept of, oh, you know, a lot of people don't see themselves as interesting, to use that word. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, big time. And, you know, look, in fairness, if we go down the, the disc path for a moment, if mm-hmm. we're going to sort of generalize about people... You know, the high DIs and the IDs of the world are, are readily interesting. It's the way that they're wired. It may not be compelling. It may not even be attractive, right? It might just be bigger than life, but obnoxious, right? right? That's, a, that's a possibility. Where the SCs and the CSs of the world that are historically more, um, they're, they're, they're less emotional, they're, they're less inclined to kind of put things out on their, on their sleeve and so forth, those are the people that I really struggle with. Those are the people where I try and appeal to, you know, sort of a different a different level. Like there's a lot of, this is a whole different conversation. We don't have to go down this path, but there are a lot of very successful loan originators that are high SC and CS. You and I, I think, spoke about yeah. this last time we talked. And, and so by that, I mean, these are people that they essentially pre-underwrite the files. They know guidelines. They, they produce predictability. And so my sort of encouragement to them is sell that, 
Mm-hmm. Sell predictability. Yeah, sell the fact that you can count on me. And so it might not be something I would do, right? I, I, I once shot a video, you might remember a few years ago, I was talking about refis and how they were not inherently evil, but don't spend all your time on them because um, it's going to take your eye off the purchase focus, right? So I was out standing in a field with a box <laughs> full of donuts, right? And it's like, refis were like donuts, you know, I'm chewing and I feel something in my belly, but there's no nutritional value to it. And, oh, that's great. <laughs> right? The ISC probably wouldn't do that. But what they would be more inclined to do is is talk to you about the bond market. And they would talk to you about, you know, Fannie Mae's, um, what do they call it? It's, it's just a new program that they've got where it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but like you've got 25% DTI and it's a right. super clean deal. It becomes essentially a cash offer, right? Yes. So anyway, that's whoever's listening to this, run what I'm saying through that filter. And, you know, Jeff, if I hand you a 46 long suit, mm-hmm. it, which, it, which happens to be my size, if, I, if you're 6'3", 225, it'll fit you great. Mm-hmm. But the odds are you're not 6'3", 225, and so it's not going to fit you great. You've got to have it altered. So all of my observations are sort of, you know, the disclaimer is, like, go get it tailored, yeah, right? right? Figure out how to do this for you. No, it's, it makes a lot of sense. And so I'm thinking about the, the context of that example um, because, look, I think, you know, use, using video as a kind of a discussion thread through this because you're obviously doing video and great with it. And I think LOs know, hey, that video – is great for engagement, you know. But to your point earlier, video might not be right for everybody. Um, I don't know if you would agree with that in today's market, um, because video is so just pervasive and everywhere. Mm. Um, so for those people who are uncomfortable on video, how do you try and co- you'll say the yeses and the c's, right? I mean, would you try yeah. and coach them to use video, even though that might be outside of their comfort zone? Do we have to morph a bit? That's a really good question. I And I have to just, I'm going to come right back to the answer, but I have to tell you that mm. for 19 years, I've been the interviewer. It's very strange to be the interviewee, <laughs> but you're doing a great job. So thank you for teeing me up with great questions because that's the way that I try and interview. I try and, when I'm the interviewer, I try and react the way the audience would and exactly. I just try and keep it sort of, yeah, al- alive and fresh as a result of that. Yeah, man, I've only had a couple of examples where people shouldn't do video. So I'm going to give you one example. Mm-hmm. This guy, so I coach people by phone. Oftentimes right. I, I never meet them. Now these days with, with social media, it's pretty easy to figure out what somebody looks like. Mm-hmm. But this guy I just never met personally. And and when he did a video and sent it to me, the action plan was send Bill a video by Friday. And he did. And it seriously like scared me. <laughs> In what way? He was scary. He was big. He was severe. He didn't look happy. <laughs> this, this looked like a guy that wanted to just reach through the screen and like <laughs> throttle me. And I thought, okay, so here's the deal I need you to hear. If you're having a good time, you have to alert your face. right? <laughs> and, and we just, we gave up on video. He was not the guy. He had a great phone voice. Ah, that was my question. Was he good over yep. the phone? Okay. Yep. He was great over the phone, but seriously, like mm-hmm. over video, he was scary as hell. And the only other, the only other example I would give is sometimes you will get somebody that's just a little stiff. Mm-hmm. And what you know, what Dave Savage would say with, you know, Dave always says, do twenty total cost analyses mm-hmm. and get or analysis and, <laughs> and and get comfortable by just the mere fact of doing them. Right. Right. Which is true with anything else. It's true with whatever workouts that you're doing or presentations that you want to give video. You know, your your 
audio interview series, if you went back and listened to your first one and compare it to today, right. it's going to sound much different. Yeah, because you've got more comfortable with it. So I think that's it, man. I think for most people, just do a lot of it. Yeah. But but here's the one thing I would say, Jeff, that I just think is very important. We are our own worst critics. Mm-hmm. When I view myself on video, I see a guy with gray hair and wrinkles, <laughs> and he looks like he's, I don't know, like 61 years old. And my internal image is probably 38. Yeah, I can relate. Out, right? Yeah. As it turns out, I am 61. I do have gray hair, and I do have wrinkles. And mm. so I, I would just say, get over your bad self. Yeah. And recognize that when you're sitting with somebody at Starbucks or the office or in their living room, that's who they're going to see. You know, the old adage of the camera puts 10 pounds on is no longer accurate, right? That was in the old days of television. It's just not true. The camera doesn't put anything on you. What puts things on you are donuts. (laughs) That's true. What you see, like, that's a whole nother conversation. But video rocks mm. yeah yeah totally and so i hope this is encouraging for listeners to just 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 finally do it it's i like the metaphors you used it's kind of like the one i i use in the past is you know have you ever ridden a bike right and so were you great when you first started riding a bike no um you eventually got good though and is it worth it absolutely it's enjoyable so so i think people just like to have that convenient excuse um because we know what you know people get outside of their comfort zone that's kind of a hard thing bumping up against the wall but as you know that's where all the growth happens yeah and the other thing i would say to people is if you go to uh coachbillhart.com and search around in there a little bit you'll you'll find a couple of different videos that i've done on doing video because that's the other thing that hangs people up is it's like well right. what equipment do i use and what about my lighting and what would i you know does audio matter and yes but it's absolutely big time um what would i talk about right so a lot of that is dealt with in a variety of blogs i've done over the years that might really help people but the last thing i'll say on this jeff unless you want to go deeper on it is that here's the magic of video if i could if i could encourage somebody to use video that isn't now here's the magic it's called i feel like i know you mm. You know, you and I live in Southern California, and you you know on Channel 4, Chuck Henry as a news anchor, right? right? Mm-hmm. Tony and I were in Deer Valley a few years ago at the Montage, and the the, the mon- we were doing a Master's Coach event up there, and Chuck Henry is sitting, I've never met him before, he's sitting on a bench in front of the hotel, and I go up to him, and it's like, hey, Chuck, been watching you for years, like I want to shake hands <laughs> with Chuck Henry. He probably hears this all the time down here, maybe not so often in Deer Valley, but it hit me. That's what happens. You you become connected to people that you may never have met mm-hmm. in a very unique and powerful way. So, look, hand, handwritten messaging is great. Emails are great. Phone calls are terrific. Live is as good as it gets. But video is the next best thing. Right. To being there. Remember that totally. old AT&T commercial? Right. Right. <laughs> Totally. No, that's awesome. And I think just to kind of put a button on this nice little present that uh, we've given people is it ties back to the contrarian theory. And um, even though video, the drum has been beating uh, for video for a number of years now, most still aren't doing it. So what's one quick takeaway you can be contrarian, be different, stand out, rise above the noise, start doing video, man. Follow Bill Hart, get on Facebook and see what he's doing. He's just sharing great content. That's it. That's it, man. And, yeah. and you know, the, the content comes from my coaching sessions. You know, my blog is called Let Lessons, Patterns, and Moments of Clarity from the Coach's Chair. Mm-hmm. But, you know, an NLO could say the same thing about their days. Like, just think about the borrowers that you talk to, a conversation you had with a processor, a pattern that you're starting to see from real estate agents. 
you have more content than you think you do. You're just not stopping to think about it. So what I would do is take a note note out of a a physical planner that you carry with you, Mm -hmm. make a note in Evernote in your phone, just have a place where when a blog idea or a blog post idea comes to mind or even just a video idea, um, you just have a place to capture it when it occurs to you because most of us have too many things flying around in our heads yep. and you won't keep it in working memory. So just have a place to capture it when it occurs to you. Yeah, and a simple uh, exercise I uh, like to recommend is, as we all know, we get the same five or 10 questions on a regular basis from borrowers. So why not turn those into video FAQs that are a minute and a half long? Totally, great idea. Yeah, and just post them on yep. your blog, your website, your Facebook. As a matter of fact, um, I uh, the, the, the podcast I did just before yours is uh, featuring a guy, Jeff Chisholm, out of Texas, where all he did was grab his phone, stuck it out in front of him, and recorded a video that, uh, you know, something like the three biggest misconceptions that keep people from buying a home. Nice. Almost nice. 2,000 views. Yeah, no, that's spectacular. And I, I, I love that. I think it's brilliant. By the way, one of the other things that I saw a top realtor do that I interviewed a few months ago, I would love it if I could come up with her name right now. Yeah, I'm not going to. She's in Houston, Texas. She's probably about 29 or 30. Mm-hmm. And she was using her phone at, at open houses with Facebook Live. And she's just kind of walking through the property. And the difference between that is that's, that's real time. That's happening right now. And what she's saying is, hey, if you're in the area, stop by. Look at this entertainer's kitchen. Check out this pool in the backyard. There's really something to that, and you could do it as well as a loan originator. Why not provide that value to one of your realtors in an open house? You be the person that does that and try and bring in some additional traffic and eyeballs. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Can you imagine that? So loan officers who, who attend the broker previews and they go check out the listings. Hey, do you mind, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Realtor, if I just do a quick Facebook Live of this listing and walk around? Who's going to say no to that? Totally. You know? Total value add. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. All right, very good. Uh, I think great uh, mini course on video marketing. There, uh, be different, be contrarian. Let's switch gears a little bit because you know you are the. I was trying to come up with you know who do I compare Bill to? Is it like Yoda? Is it like because all the intelligence in your head? I, you know that's what I'm getting at. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to open up Bill's brain and what do we pull out of there? Um, you've been coaching loan officers for 14 years. How do you define you know what does being a coach mean to you? Uh, I mean, the funny thing about that, Jeff, is I, is in hindsight, I've been asked this question before in hindsight, I feel like I've kind of always been a coach. I've just, I've not always had the title. I wasn't always getting paid to coach, Mm -hmm. but I think I've always been a, Andy Andrews calls it, wrote a book on it called being a noticer. Mm -hmm. I think I notice. And so I try and look for, again, like the subheading of the of the blog, you know, the, the patterns, the lessons and the moments of clarity, it, that's what I look for. So for me, that's sort of Bill Hart's um, approach to coaching. Yep. But what, what successful coaching looks like to me always contains three things. It's different with everybody that I coach. I, I coach senior level executives where there's very little skill and execution. It's more much more about... Uh, almost a mentoring kind of a peer to peer kind of relationship. But, you know, as I think back over the years, successful coaching has always had three things in common. Number one, we identify what's important to the client. And that sounds so obvious and it sounds like a bumper sticker, but here's what I've learned, Jeff. Most people aren't really clear on what they want. Right. They sort of think they have an idea of it, but you know the way that we we coach at Building Champions is we our tagline is coaching life and business on purpose. So it starts with who do you want to be 
five to 10 years down the road. And oh, by the way, very often it's like out of the mortgage industry. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I want to I want to build some passive cash flow. I want to create this other business. I want to bring somebody in behind me. I want to do this other thing, but I'm going to use the mortgage industry to get there. I, I say, heck yes, let, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So number one is get clear. Number two is create meaningful action plans that close the gaps between where you are and where you want to be. Now, that could be something personal or it could be something professional, right? For, some, for somebody on a, on a personal level, it could be, I want to have a million dollars in the bank by this date. Great. So the action plan is go talk to your financial planner. Like, I know where to draw the lines. I'm not a marriage and family counselor. I'm not a financial planner, right? right? I'm not a therapist. But the action plan will often be go find one, go get a referral to a great financial planner. Hopefully an LO has a pretty good idea of two or three of those, but whatever. And like get your number. What's the number? And then great, let's back it out and say, okay, so if you want to save $8,000 a month, let's put that together. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. And that's point number three. The feet to the fire is the accountability. Because up until then, it's all just good conversation. But if I'm not reminding you, Jeff, on an ongoing basis that, wait a minute, dude, you said you wanted to do this and that's not happening. Like we either need to recreate your goal or we need to figure out what's preventing you from getting that done. So to me, that's great coaching. Clarity, mm-hmm. action plans that close the gaps between where you are you want to, and where you want to be. And number three is accountability. Yeah, great advice. And obviously with coaching, I'm sure you often hear two biggest things people want from coaching. You mentioned accountability. Another one might be structure, right? Plans. Yeah. Specificity. Um, but, yep. but for those, and obviously everybody listening, uh, you know, I encourage you to check out coaching at building champions, phenomenal uh, organization, but how about those that are listening who don't have a coach? You know, mm-hmm. what are some things you've learned about, cause I know you're an avid reader and you study performance. How can people in essence, you know, coach themselves or right, or set up daily method of operation, right. Yeah. To, to keep them on track. Yeah. So, you know what, there, I think there are a lot of people that can do really well without the formal structure um, of coaching, uh, particularly those that are naturally disciplined. So one of the things that I've seen over the years, the very first thing that I look for is, has this client learned discipline somewhere else early in life? I mean, you know, if you followed me at all, you know, I'm very transparent about the fact that I did not. I didn't. I didn't learn it in athletics. I didn't learn it in music. I didn't learn it in the military. I didn't learn it in martial arts. I did not learn discipline early on. I had to learn it as an adult, and it's really painful, right? When you're a kid, it's easier to learn a language than it is as an adult. So it's the same kind of thing. So if you're listening to this, you're not being currently coached, but you are highly disciplined, then what I would suggest is put together a vision for what it is that you want. And that takes different forms for some people. And by the way, if you want, if you want a copy of our like simple business plan, mm-hmm. um, Jeff, maybe what I'll do is I'll send it to you. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Yep. And then it's very simple. It's a one-page business plan, and it would allow you without a coach, you don't have to have a coach to hold you to this, to just get clear on these are the outcomes that I want. That's usually going to be you know, income, volume, units, market share, whatever. What are the outcomes that you want? What are the disciplines that you're going to commit to? And what are the projects that you have to engage to get you there. A project is what David Allen, who wrote Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity, <laughs> um, he, he calls it more than one physical action. 
So if, for example, if you're a loan originator listening to this and you say, you know what, man, I have got to nail my database. I changed companies recently. I've got it in three different places. I've got to get it into their CRM. That's a project, hmm. right? If, if you want to start going consumer direct, like there's a whole new pillar of business I want to pursue, that's a project. So that's what I would suggest is, is find a place to get clear. But, you know, you might be a very creative person and say, I, w- I need a vision board. Mm-hmm. Put together a vision board. Put it someplace visible so that you're constantly reminded. And then just create your, you know, in skiing, they call them gates, right, right. that you ski through. Create gates in your calendar so that there are regular check-in times. A good cadence is Sunday evenings. We just see it over and over. Darren Hardy talks about it. David Allen talks about it. A Sunday evening check-in. Mm-hmm. How did I do? What are the key things that I need to nail this week? So anyway, that would be my my response. I think if the big caveat is if you're disciplined, I think you can do that. What you'll miss by not having a coach, and as, as I told you before we started recording, I'm not I, I'm full. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm actually trying to transfer clients to other coaches, so I'm not selling coaching here. Right. Um, but what you'll miss is the ability to brainstorm, dialogue, um, have somebody challenge your thinking. But course correct. Of, totally, totally. But it can be done. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. It can be done. But but uh, yeah. For those that, as you said, it's if you're self-disciplined. And uh, you talk to LOs, and you know, constantly here they, you know, I, the the issue about time blocking. You know, to me, time blocking, calendar blocking is a simple thing. It's like you grab the hours on your calendar and you block it, and then you do it. You know. But I guess some struggle with that. Most str- struggle with that. I mean, the, the irony is, you know, if if you know uh, Jocko Willink, mm-hmm. you know, the the author of uh, Extreme Ownership with Leif Babin. You know, he, he, his famous quote, which, which actually originated with Confucius, but it's, you know, discipline equals freedom, right? right? There's, there's an irony to that that most people don't get. And, and his argument is the more disciplined I am about what time I get up, the things that I knock out, the workouts that I get done, even in his finances. You know, I, I spoke with him. I shared, shared the stage with him at an event in Sacramento last year. And we were talking and I was just assuming that he was excited about building this business. And he was like, dude, I'm set financially. Like, I'm good. And I thought, okay, sweet. I mean, this guy could be, what, 38, retired from the military? He's set. And and now, you know, I see a video go by of Jocko, and he's got 38 million views. I mean, he, he's building a machine that is unbelievable. But his point is, because he was disciplined yeah. and because he was conservative with his finances, yep. he now has the freedom to do anything he wants to do. So what I would encourage people that hear time blocking and sort of repel it like, oh, dude, I just want to be free. That's the whole <laughs> reason I'm in the mortgage business. Like you're kidding yourself. Mm. You're kidding yourself. Find the discipline of the, the, the few activities that are going to move the needle the most. Make sure you knock those out every day. It's my contention. You do it by noon. Um, and you're, you're going to be, you're going to have more freedom to do the things that you want to do as opposed to constantly being in the vortex of busyness, which the mortgage industry can pull us into in a huge way. Yeah, no, that's great points. It's especially, I know you're big on fitness and I love that as a metaphor too. It's, you know, it's do the reps, right? You got to put in the time. It's, and it makes me think of the Jim Rohn quote, right? A few simple disciplines practiced every single day. Absolutely. And the other one, my favorite one that I have clients memorize often is Jim said, we must all suffer from one of two pains, Mm. the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. So to wrap it up then, uh, almost to close it out on that powerful, dramatic note, <laughs> that was good. A um, couple of quick questions for you, because uh, I know myself and other loan officers do presentations, and obviously you do. How do you prepare for a presentation? Is there a ritual you go through? Do you ever, do you still get nervous? Jack Daniels. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it really relaxes me. Um, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is. It, it what I've figured out for me, so for me, you could you could do this in just a moment of quiet, but for me, it's a prayer, and it's literally just a quiet moment of prayer. I generally just walk outside the meeting room, mm-hmm. bow my head, and my prayer is just more of you, less of me, mm-hmm. meaning there's 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 so much more that can be communicated once I get out of the way. It used to be, Jeff, if I'm really honest with you, like when you saw me in 03, mm-hmm. I was very concerned about what people thought about me. I wanted to be funny. And and something that, that I'll leave you with this closing thought that um, Greg Herter, mm-hmm. uh, that's not true, Don Hobbs yes. of Hobbs Herter Advertising. You probably know these guys. They're neighbors of yours. Hobbs Herter Advertising, the largest advertising agency in the real estate industry. And Don Hobbs said to me, I don't know how many years ago, but he, he said there's a difference between a an entertaining presentation and a compelling presentation. Mm. And that was this the switch that flipped for me. It's like, I yes, I want them to like me. Yes, I, I don't want to be insecure about this. But what's more important to me is that somebody in that audience has a, a switch flipped in their heart that says, I get it. I love what he said. I'm going to take action on that. That to me is what's, if, if you're going to give a talk, Nick Morgan wrote a book called Give Your Talk, Change the World. If you're, if you're going to give a talk, change the world, one person at a time. That's awesome. I'm running that down. Nick Morgan, if you're going to give a talk, change the world. Good advice. Love it. Uh, really, what you're saying is, as you said, you say that prayer is less about you, more about them. So it's come from a place, from the heart, come from a place of, of giving, not of taking. Totally. And you get the results you want. Awesome. Hey, uh, what projects are you excited about real quick that you want to share? I know, you know, the boot campaign, for example, anything you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I'm always fired up about boot campaign. I, you know, this has been my charity for the last six years and I serve on the board now effective this year. And, you know, it's just such a great way to pr- promote awareness and, and patriotism. And, and we have very specific treatments for post-traumatic stress and, and traumatic brain injuries. It's just, it's my passion. So I would encourage everybody to do at least one thing, go to bootcampaign.org and buy a pair of boots, get a pair of boots. 80% of everything that we bring in at boot campaign goes directly to the mission. And that's helping the men and women that come home that have served us. And so that's my heart. That's my passion. Awesome. We'll we'll put a a link to that in the show notes as well. And lastly, um, how do people, if they want to connect with you, where, where do you want to direct them? Facebook or where? Yeah, actually Facebook is probably as easy as anything. Um, uh, bill at buildingchampions.com is my email address and coachbillhart.com is my website. Awesome. Well, Bill, I can't thank you enough. I hope to, uh, you know, be able to see you out and about soon and our paths cross in person. But, uh, you know, until then, um, as I say, once again, you know, namaste. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And you are such a giver of this community and we appreciate you so much. So my pleasure, bud. Thanks for the opportunity, Jeff, and best of luck and continued success in all you do. Uh, Thank you. And listeners, if you like today's episode, let us know. Leave a rating. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. iTunes, Stitcher. And remember, you can always reach out directly to me at info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Make sure you check the show notes for all the links we talked about. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.
Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.